I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. The theme of the last few weeks has been off-season, and it is a time where you get a little bit of freedom, maybe a sense of decompression, but also a lens on thinking about your path ahead. This is the perfect time to establish a platform of health, to ensure that you're set up for your season ahead for great performance, no matter whether you're chasing finish lines or simply chasing the kids around the house. The best tool that we use at Purple Patch is Inside Tracker, because by taking a look inside and assessing your biometrics and then combining it with the advice and strategies from the team of experts at Inside Tracker, we get some precise focus and some measurable outcomes in the elements that provide you with a platform of health. That is a catalyst to enhance performance no matter what your quest is. Now, you don't need to be a Purple Patch athlete to take advantage of Inside Tracker. All you need to do is head to InsideTracker.com com slash purple patch and use this code purple patch pro 20 that's going to get you 20 percent off everything at the store but if you want to supercharge it if you want our help at purple patch we are happy to oblige simply reach out to us at info at purplepatchfitness.com reach out and let the team know that you are going to go through with an inside tracker approach and what we'll do is consult with you we'll set up a consultation we can help you filter the results and ensure that you have the best strategic approach the little partnership of the team of expert inside tracker with our expertise around performance is going to ensure that we put gasoline on fire now all of that being said today it is all coming from you we are talking about off season but it's your questions and my answer to those questions enjoy the show cheers Welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And here we are, folks, the last in our three-part series all around off-season. Foundation, technique, and skills. We are going to dig into Q4 and beyond, but we have several questions to answer today. As promised, I said the first two parts of this series were going to be foundational, a little bit of a peek inside Purple Patch, but... Of the last one today, we're going to dig into the questions that you have for me. And to be honest, we were a little overwhelmed with the amount of questions we had. We did our very best as a team to filter through them all and try and showcase the most broadly appealing and applicable. And so I commit today that I will respond to everyone that put in their questions. I'm sorry if we couldn't get them on today's show, but I will ensure that I respond privately and give you some context and explanation. Now, for me, the highlight was how many of the questions that we got were actually received from folks who were not competitive in focus. While I have spent a lot of time discussing season planning and the journey of a triathlete, it seems that many of the folks listening have done well to connect their dots to their own performance journey, despite not actually chasing performance through an athletic sense. And so what we're looking to do here is to try and deliver some questions that have the broad scope of interest from you guys as the audience. 
There's plenty of cracking questions for the athletes and also some questions on those folks focus more on health and life performance. We've got a lot to get through, so I'm going to try and be as succinct as I can in my responses, knowing that I'm always a little bit wordy. But just before we get going, we've got a couple of important things. First, we're going to do match newsings, and then we've got a very important word of the week. Barry, let's kick off with the newsings. Yes, folks, Matt's Newsings, let me provide you with an invitation. From the ground up, there is no better time to embrace and lean into the Purple Patch coaches and, of course, the community of our athletes. If you want to upgrade your performance, gaining access to unparalleled experience, support and community, please join us. You get 10% off your first month. We don't usually do discounts at Purple Patch, but we're going to tease you this time with a little one. All you need to do is reach out to info at purplepatchfitness.com. We can set up a complimentary call and see if we are a fit. And that is all I'm going to tell you on Matt's Newsings today because I want to dig into the meat and potatoes. But first, we are going to do a very important Word of the week. We like the way he thinks. Serious with a wink. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the Dictionary Word of the Week. Yes, folks, the Word of the Week. Barry, it's always so nice to listen to your ukulele. Life is precious. Pierre Closer became a part of our Purple Patch community in 2015. Based in Belgium, he'd followed Purple Patch via my two books, and then he got on to listening to this show. And he was working hard because he was trying to understand English, which wasn't his first language, obviously, and he really hadn't had that much English growing up. And it was doubled in challenge because he was trying to listen to my English, that little Cockney English that we all know. Well, over the last years, Pierre and his wife has become a huge part of the Purple Patch community, some of our most loyal athletes. And they both work hard to contribute, going so far as really improving his English just so that he could engage more, could could contribute more to the Purple Patch community. Last summer, Pierre, Mary, and their son Milo, the same age as Baxter, my son, came to San Francisco for their summer vacations. And the reason they wanted to is they just wanted to see the center that I'm recording from. They wanted to mix it up with the coaches. They wanted to spend a week or two just living Purple Patch. They even went so far as to launch their own triathlon team and club in their hometown. And it was all based on the methodology and principles that we discuss so much show in this show. A few weeks ago, Pierre was racing a legendary triathlon, Embrun Man, which is in the Haute Alps region of France. And during that race, he had a freak or catastrophic accident. It was a bike crash and it left him in a coma. Just a couple of days ago, Pierre succumbed to his injuries. The family had to make the incredibly tough decision to take him off of life support. Obviously, I'm devastated. The Purple Patch team is devastated. Our whole community is devastated. Mary has lost her husband, Milo, his father. The community has lost a beacon. And now Mary and Milo face a very uncertain future. I know they have strength, but it ain't going to be easy. It's an awful time. And in this awful time, I have pride. Immense, overflowing pride. 
Another Purple Patch athlete, Jeff, spun up a GoFundMe page, understanding something that we can all relate to, a freak accident, a catastrophic crash in which life changes. And in six days, the Purple Patch athlete community came together and they raised more than $35,000 just to support Mary and Milo and their future. It won't replace a husband or a father, but I hope it will provide some form of tangible help. This wasn't one person contributing. This was many, many people stepping up to support one of their own. Despite many of them, most of them, never directly meeting Pierre in person. And it made me realize that the world is full of good people. And Purple Patch in itself, I believe, is more than a coaching company. I think it means something to be a Purple Patch athlete. And this situation, while terrible, shines a light on that fact. And that is why this week, folks, the word of the week with pride is Pierre. Rest easy, brother. And for all of you racers out there, you riders out there, a gentle reminder, be safe, stay aware, improve your skills, look after each other, and drivers, get off your cell phone. All right, folks, I know that feels somber, but love all around. Our word of the week, Pierre. This one's for you, Pierre. All right, folks, the meat and potatoes. Now let's get on with it. We are going to crack on and we are going to, with celebration of Pierre now, we are going to talk about your questions. And it's all focused today around off-season. We did get a lot of questions from folks beyond off-season. Don't worry, we have stored all those up. I will get back to you on those and we will do a show that is just around a general Q&A. I know that they're always very popular as shows. But what we have done today is, as it is a part of our three-part series on off-season, we have chosen the questions that only focused around off-season. Now, if you haven't already listened, the last two shows feed into many of these questions. We went back and we talked about the principles, the importance, and some of the success criteria for off-season a couple of weeks ago. And last week, we peeled back the curtain and we talked about the purple patch approach and some of the specifics that we plan to do with this oh-so-critical block of training. And we got some really juicy details in there. I went very granular and peeled back the curtain a little bit. And of course, it's not surprising that we received a ton of questions for that. So I am going to do my best. We chose five or six questions. And so without further ado, let's get going. Question number one. Here it is. I am returning to the sport after a few years off due to my health. We won't get to that. It's complicated. But I'm a woman in my mid-40s. My name is Jenny and I'm from San Francisco. Right here, Jenny. Good stuff. The race that I have registered is Ironman Wales in September. I've done it before, and I'm aware of how challenging a course that it can be. It is a challenging course, by the way, Jenny. In fact, some rank it as the toughest course in the world, so it's fantastic that you're going to do it. Probably love to do Morro Bay in 70.3 in there as well. That's another great race. Well done. I am a back-of-the-pack age grouper just participating in the sport for fun, and I aim to have a really good 
time, but I don't really have a massive time goal. Aside from my personal life, I have a hectic schedule due to running a business. Good stuff. All right. For the next few months, what do you advise that I focus on? I plan to begin training and coaching for Ironman in January. And I figured until now, just rebuilding my base should be the goal. But if you have any particular suggestions, I'd love to hear them, especially around strength training. That is a great question. Jenny, thanks so much. And I'm so glad that you're taking on Ironman Wales. It's one of my favorite races and it is just fantastic. And the occasion when they sing the Welsh National Anthem there at the start, it is just absolutely terrific. So uh, a couple of things that I will say here. And, And first, the journey that you're taking on in itself rather than just the destination. I sense from the question you get this, but the journey itself is the thing that should be magical. And it should be additive to your health, your life, and so much more. And so I would love to see you enjoy it, stay healthy, and at the same time, arrive prepared. And so through that lens, ironically, I think now as we venture into Q4, we start to lead into October I actually think the next three to four months are some of the most important months for you. And I think that if we come up a level, I want you to, or at least advise you to shift your lens a little bit because the way that you've written your question bubbles up a very common mistake that I see. Great, I've got a big race, it's in September, I'm gonna get through the holidays and I'm going to start training in January. Boom, the Iron Man hat is on in your case. And it's not a bad lens globally, but I think that you have an opportunity to do things in a little better way, at least from ramping the very specific work. From now until about mid-February, I think that you can do some absolutely critical specific work to truly prepare your body to train. So what I don't encourage you to do is say, Ironman's on the docket next September. I'm leading into 12 months ahead. Let's ramp it up now and let's get focused on that Ironman. Instead, I would use the next 18 weeks, which synchronizes with our off-season, of course, the next 18 weeks to truly prepare your body to get ready to absorb the training. So what that means is getting onto a very specific strength program in your case. I think that's going to be important with your age, your profile and everything else. Massively important. It's also the opportunity to establish some really good habits. And those can be around sleep, eating habits, etc. that you can dial those components in so that you're not trying to change too much at once when you do start the heavier workload. And then from an exercise standpoint, I think it's less of a journey of building a old classic base as they used to think and instead developing tissue resilience. A little bit of cardiovascular conditioning, but you're not really driving for endurance right now. And perhaps most importantly, as I've talked about over the last couple of weeks, a great opportunity for you to upgrade your skills and technique. So don't train hard right now, but really learn to do things better. And for the fear of sounding like a little bit of a used car salesman, because I'm not answering the question through that lens, I think you could actually borrow the approach of our off-season in last week's podcast and apply that. Your training shouldn't be hard, but it's incredibly important. And if you wait and you procrastinate and then you get into January and hit go, 
I think that you've got an, in a high risk of ramping too quickly without the body truly being able to absorb the work and potentially get injured again. And so I think you've got a lot of leeway. You can be hard, It can be fun. It can be flexible. It doesn't need to be over demanding in time. But I think you need to put some order over the coming months. Okay. One more thing I would add as well is that even in January time or mid-February, if you really do a most productive off-season, that isn't the time that you want to shift into your mind, now I need to train for an Ironman. Because that's much too long of a runway through to an Ironman in September. In fact, I wouldn't even hit Ironman-specific training until about June or so if you've got a September race, okay? So for the last 12, 13, 14 weeks before race day. Before that, I would just think about building an athlete. So it starts now, truly now, with a proper off-season. We talked about that, preparing to training, tissue resilience, skill acquisition, positive habits, etc. Then what you would want to do is develop a higher capacity with some higher intensity training, a little bit of power and speed, maybe some tissue resilience. I want you to get faster, whatever fast is for you, okay? And that's going to give you lots of time then to build the endurance. When the weather is getting better in the Bay Area, over the course of June, July, August into that September race. Very productive. And it's going to equip you to get Ironman specific in a really positive way. So that's the focus. That's what I would uh, look to go through. Be happy to chat to you directly about it. Try and give you a little bit of counsel. Even better, you're in San Francisco. So why don't you reach out to us and come and see us? Come and take a class for free. You'd be my guest. Whether it's a strength session where Master Our Strength Expert can come and look at you, do some strength work and maybe give you some counsel on the side or maybe come and hop on the bike, go through one of our sessions and give you a little bit of a taste. I would like to invite you and I'll even buy you a cup of coffee afterwards. There you go. On everyone listening to this show, just me and you, Jenny, we're going to go and have a coffee. How does that sound? Good stuff. All right. Barry, that's a cracking question to get us going. Makes sense. A lot of universal truths for many people listening there. Question two. This is from Trina, who has a question. And this is a nice one because this is about life performance, if we're going to label it that. Trina said, I love listening to the recent shows in off-season, even though I'm not actually an athlete. At least I don't identify as an athlete. I want to use my pretty busy holiday months ahead to reset and dial in a personal focus to hit the new year ahead of the curve instead of what I do every year, which is to feel like I'm restarting from ground zero again. I fall off my focus around health, energy, exercise over the course of the early winter months and then I hit the new year and I have to recommit and it feels like starting all over again. Now, I tend to exercise consistently. I think I have pretty good eating habits, but I just want to step it up for the year ahead. A side note, for reference, I'm 47 and I'm a mum of two. If you've got any help or advice, I would love to hear it. Trina, thank you. Terrific stuff. All right, let's do this. This is very common. We start to get into, in fact, something that is particularly American. We hit Halloween and it feels like the year ends. It's Halloween, it's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas and Hanukkah, etc. And suddenly that last part of the year becomes chaotic, dark, 
cold and people just bypass their whole performance spectrum. In order to be a high functioning human being, we need to be consistent. And it's no time to turn your back on performance habits. And it's no wonder that when we hit the 1st of January, everyone's like, here we go, I've got to go again. But you're starting on the back foot behind the eight ball. Let's get ahead of it this time. And it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. I think there are a few things that are really important if you're focused on global performance for life and health. First, let's talk about what every human being needs always. Every human being needs to move their body. So that's cardiovascular conditioning, what we would call zone two, conversational exercise. And you should move your body most days of the week. Now for an elite professional athlete, that's doing some over distance training at a zone one to zone two effort. For a regular recreational or life performance type person, that might be just walking, hiking, easy running, elliptical, whatever it is. But you need to move your body most days. Doesn't need to be particularly long, but that's important. A second pillar that I think is important is you need to at least once a week get uncomfortable in your exercise. So what we would call do some high intensity training where it's hard to breathe, hard to converse, doing short intervals of higher intensity work. And every human being would benefit from that. A third pillar that I think is important is some strength training. You need to commit to at least twice a week, you are putting your muscles under load and doing resistance training to help you build muscle integrity, tissue resilience, and of course, helping you with a global platform of health. And finally, we never want to let go of how we function with our movement patterns, our stability, our balance. And so under the banner of strength training, there's a whole bunch of little exercises and simple activities that we can do to help us with our proprioception, help us actually improve our posture, our balance, our stability. And so those four things you should be doing, we should be doing every single week of our life, even if we're not particularly focused. So where I would start with that is hold yourself to account with good habits. Move the body every day. That might just be as simple as going for a walk after dinner. It might be saying that on the weekend I'm going to go for a hike rather than structures exercise. I would also absolutely anchor your week around strength training. Twice a week that you commit, whether it's one-to-one, whether it's a a group exercise strength class, whether it's something online, like the Purple Patch Strength Program, whatever it might be, but to help you get really focused around strength that encompasses those last two pillars. And that's heavier load and a whole bunch of stability and core movement. That's the first thing I would say. Get that in order, hold it to account. Now, How do you ensure that you can be successful when it's natural to turn your back on it? A second element that I think is incredibly useful is a system of community and with that support and accountability. This is a really good time to go beyond yourself and lean into some form of group. Now, it might be a really small group. It might be a couple of friends. It might be a remote group online, like the Purple Patch community. It might be an in-person group. But what you want to establish is sharing the journey and having a system of accountability to show up at a set time and having some support 
in making sure that if you're struggling, you get back on the wagon. And that's really important because by sharing the journey, it becomes much more powerful. It goes beyond yourself. As I said, you're going to get accountability. You're going to get support. And that support can come with an arm around your shoulder or it might be a frying pan around the head. But all of it makes that journey more rewarding. This is actually why we have at Purple Patch a huge emphasis right now on education and community. Because this is the time where I really encourage people to lean in. And when you do that, when you become a part of a team, an interesting flywheel effect starts to impact across all organizations, across all teams. It tends to drive individual performance, but it also goes bi-directional and amplifies a performance culture within any group and team. So by you buying in and leaning into community, you're going to amplify the impact on your own consistency, but you're also going to help others. And that becomes more rewarding. Finally, what I'd say is get really precise on a couple of focus elements. So maybe it's, hey, I really want to improve my body composition. Let's make some goals around that. Or maybe I'm going to integrate a habit that's a common weakness. It might be sleep. It might be a particular habit around daily hydration, whatever it is. But this is a really good time for adoption of new practices, refining weaknesses, leveraging strength. At Purple Patch, the team here are all identifying an individual goal for Q4. So for me, it's I'm going to get on board with strength training. I'm going to do it twice a week. It's my particular nemesis. But across our team, it's really, really variable. The important thing is it's not really focused on getting faster, achieving more power, getting to a qualification. It's about adopting habits, doing something that you can commit to for the next three months. And so it's good to give yourself a little bit of a target and goal. And when you have a target and goal and you're transparent with that team and community aspect and you understand the key elements that we should all do, and then you are going to be more successful. I hope that helps. All right, let's move on. Just got a few more here. This is a question that came in via the podcast page. Remember, folks, you can leave a voicemail and uh, you can do that via the Purple Patch website, purplepatchfitness.com, at any time that you'd like. And you can just simply leave a quick message. And this is what Adrian left, uh, left us a voicemail. Why don't we play this, please, Barry? Hey, Matt, it's Adrian from Singapore. Given we've got tropical weather here year-round, does off-season still make sense? Or do we just train lighter for the for final quarter of the year? Thanks a lot for answering the question. All right. Simple. I don't have to read it out. Great question, Adrian. And uh, let me answer that very simply. Yes, off-season absolutely makes sense. Let's come back a level and let's talk about value, Okay. What an off-season is, is not just a time to rejuvenate and reset. As I've talked about in the last couple of weeks, it's not a time to go rogue and random and just go easy. And it's not just an occasion to hide from the winter months and the winter weather. Okay, the value of this is this provides us with an opportunity to achieve a few things. Number one, a great opportunity to upgrade your skills. So you want to have your training focused around technical and skills development. That's a really important component. 
It's also a really critical phase of training when you want to do some more foundational work. That's not in the old sense of the word of piles of miles or base building. You might remember that. You've got to build your base, get outside and do loads of miles. That's not what I'm talking about here. As I talked about in a prior question, it's about preparing the body for hard work ahead. And so if you go right now and follow an off-season mantra and structure, what it's going to deliver you is an amplified chance to get more from your hard work ahead. The body is going to be set up for greater adaptations, more prone to absorb the hard work that's coming in the months ahead, and you're going to have a better, stronger, robust platform of tissue resilience to try and prevent such a high risk of injury. So that's really good. You also, simply put, allow your body and your mind space to heal, to have a breather from hard labor. We all need vacations. In America, we're not so good at them. At Europe, we're better. In France, they're fantastic at it, for good or for bad. But you want to think about this a little bit like a rubber band. If you're looking to get a rubber band more and more elastic, we don't just stretch and keep stretching because it's going to snap. Instead, we stretch to the limit, we hold it a little bit, and then we release the tension. And then we stretch it again and again and just go a little bit more, and then we relax the tension. So we apply load, we integrate recovery. We apply a little bit more load, we integrate recovery. Off-season is a wonderful macro example of that rubber band. You've been stretching the band, now it's time to let it to restore its integrity. And you want to do that. Whether you're in Alaska or Hawaii, Detroit or Singapore, off-season is a key part, a fundamental part of your year. And in fact, I would say it is the highest predictor of, a, of creating a wonderful performance breakthrough, no matter what your goal is in the months ahead. It's easier, you have more capacity, you take a step back, but it's so that you can take 10 steps forward. And by not doing that, you're going to run into problems. And so enjoy the warm weather, enjoy the tropics, but make sure you embrace off-season agent. All right, good stuff. Here we go. This question, question number four, is from John, based in Minnesota. Goodness me, that is a cold place. Getting ready to go into many months of indoor riding, he reminds me. And he had a question on the Purple Patch Bike Sessions. Good question. I'm glad you asked this. Okay. No wonder I picked this one, guys. Last week, you mentioned the upgrade of skills, and you discussed the Purple Patch platform and how it was the, quote, only software to truly help a rider improve their skills related to outside riding. And it left me a little bit confused and would love to understand more on how you coach and build skills while sitting on a trainer. Well, it's a great question and uh, let me respond. So the majority of bike platforms out there, software platforms, and there are many now, and many of them are actually really, really good. But the vast majority of platforms are designed from the ground up to deliver the best experience for specific interval training. And they do a good job of that. And so most of the choice for a rider or an athlete is around what platform experience you prefer. But the focus is execution of specific intervals designed to drive physiological gains. 
So it's a lot around output heart rate, and some of them are more gamified, some of them are video-based, some of them are more tailored around blocks of training. But it delivers a lot of really positive aspects, good fun, maybe some elements of community, but and even elements of real-world riding. But it's mostly focused around training from a physiological stimulus and improving your fitness, your power, etc. And of course, that's a really important part of the equation. You need to do work. That work needs to be specific, whether it's endurance for long intervals, whether it's very short, high intensity, whether it's threshold, whatever it might be. That's a part of training. But what I'm interested is going beyond that and thinking about the how. Trying to help people understand themselves as riders and improve their technical skills. And the platform that we leverage is a little different. Okay, It's built from the ground up as a coaching tool. So it's more built as a business-to-business platform to help me deliver the coaching that I want. It's just a different lens to come through. And so when they think about the tools that they're doing, it's how can I deliver a remote experience as a coach? And of course, that means that I need to be with you. And the best way to do that is via two-way video, a little bit like Zoom or Google Meet or any of those, so that you can see what I'm asking you to do, and I can give you feedback on the execution around your posture, your pedaling, and so much more. But in addition to that, the platform itself is also designed very smartly with people way smarter than me, ladies and gentlemen, to upgrade your skills. Because on the screen, what you have is a high degree of accountability around two key tools in your riding, your output, which is your power, and your cadence. And throughout any block of work, any interval, if you want to call it that, you're getting live feedback on the quality of your execution relative to the intent. But this is where things get really interesting. Then I, as a coach, am able to design real-world simulated terrain. And what that gets me to do is then coach you through that navigation. How and when you should stand up without blowing your heart rate and power through the roof? How can you manage variable terrain with the proper use of gears? How can you navigate variable terrain with leveraging your cadence and your standing tools? And ultimately, how can you get the best speed return with the best variable terrain management? In other words, how can I get you to do less work and go faster? And guess what? This platform enables me, no matter where you are in the world, it enables me to teach you. Now, what's going to happen here? Because the terrain shifts are so real world, every rider, including me, is going to feel the mistakes. But the good thing about this this environment is those mistakes are visual with your outputs and you get to start to understand them and to feel them. And of course, what that gives is an opportunity for growth for learning, so that you can start to get it right. And what happens when you go through these sessions is you start to have a powerful tool because you've got the most amount of accountability to fulfill the sessions as intended. And there is absolutely no shortcut. 
There are all sorts of things that start to come out of this. An appreciation and understanding of what terrain and the variety of terrain feels like. It also establishes and helps you link the power and the heart rate with speed return. And it's so much more than a workout. So there are lots of platforms out there where you can get a cracking experience and a really good workout. But really what this is in many ways is bike school. You are coming to almost a session that is a conference where you get coached and you deliver on screen via the platform feedback to help you understand yourself so that you can apply it. And it doesn't take a genius to then apply those skills outside. Guess what? If you want to try it, you can. You don't need to be a Purple Patch Coached Athlete. You don't even need to do a squad program. We have a free trial for everyone. So you can give it a crack and you can see how it is. Now, remember, I would say, John, that we are just upcoming on our off-season phase. And this is where we're doing our technical and skills focus. But that doesn't set up in our programming until October the 1st. And so right now, we've got plenty of tougher sessions on the docket. So what I recommend, if you do want to give it a try to see what it's like, I would wait until about October 1st, maybe sign up on September 30th or so. And then on October 1st, that's when we lead in. We've got a couple of sessions a week that you can leverage at any time that suits you where you can experience it a little bit. It's really fun. You get a free two-week trial. And I promise you, it's a really steep learning curve. When you first get on the platform, it's like, goodness me, it's a little bit of a overload of information. By the end of the session, you're like, ah, start to get it. And you even start to dial it in. Barry, if you could, as you produce this, please put that link in the show notes. And it's a a two-week free trial. It gives you access to just our bike sessions. And that's actually a subscription that we have for self-coached athletes, for folks that don't need coaching or don't want to join our Purple Patch Squad. $59 a month after the two-week trial. Very, very good. A great tool in your toolbox. Lots of people are starting to leverage that, even though we haven't told the world about it too much. So I hope that helps. That's how we think about our bike training. And it's really applicable. The most important thing, it's really fun. All right. So last question, folks, and it's about body composition. It's a good question. And uh, this is from uh, Marcus. And he said, is this a good time of the year? Heard you uh, talk all about off-season, but is this also a good time of the year to think about trying to improve my body composition? I feel like I can lose a few pounds and shift up my ratio between muscle and fat. So let me know if this is a good time. So Marcus, the, the answer to that is yes, it is. We had several questions around body composition. And so I'm glad that we got to pick yours but we had lots of people asking about this. And uh, and I'll start with the global emphasis of training. So we spent the last couple of weeks spending a lot of time talking about off-season, the structure of it, what the training should be like. The truth is that the lower intensity and total training hours that should have more capacity is absolutely suitable from a physical standpoint to place an emphasis on body composition. Now, let me draw the parallels here. When somebody is training for a race, let's just pick it up. We had uh, the question at the top of the show around training for an Ironman. You don't want to be chasing body composition changes when you're in the run-up to a race. And so now is the perfect time. 
And of course, the training right now is perfect from a physical standpoint. And so, yes, body composition, these are the months. I would say from October for most of the athletes all the way through until really the end of March is a wonderfully suitable time to try and shift body composition changes if that is important to you. Okay, the one thing I would say, and this is a big flare, it is essential that you do it right. I would much prefer, and in fact, it's important for me to say this, I would much prefer you to be doing these changes and seeking positive evolution in body composition under professional guidance. If you need to write a legal document, you hire a lawyer. If you design a major house renovation, most people employ an architect. We care about your health and your performance first. And so going on a journey to improve your body composition is not double bold, double underlined, is not about going on a diet. It's not about just restricting calories. It's not about removing a food type from your diet. It isn't a short-term fix. It's really important you do it right. I would recommend that you leverage professional uh, guidance to do it right for you. Okay, so you've got the physical environment is good, the training load is lower, the body is equipped in a much better place to make positive changes, but do it right and do it with a long-term lens. This isn't about some intervention where we're just trying to drop weight. We want to do it right. Now, a lot of people have asked about Fuelin. That is our nutrition partner, and it is a wonderful tool, a wonderful team as well. And the reason that I do like Fuel In is because the team at Fuel In understand this phase of training very, very well, and they actually have direct access to our training sessions. And the app and the individual nutrition coaches at Fuel In actually have access and understanding of our training. So they can synchronize the nutrition and fueling recommendations to your training plan. No matter whether you're more life performance focused or whether you're obviously chasing a race. And the nice thing I like about this is they're not dogmatic on their choices. This isn't some PDF nutrition plan where you receive a plan, you think, goodness me, I have to eat gherkins and shrimp for breakfast. It gives you a wide range of options where if you walk into a restaurant or a grocery store, you just can choose the foods that you like, but under the banner of their very simple stoplight system. So it's really, really good, and they really understand the platform of performance and the platform of health. Now, if you want to leverage them, super opportunity. They have a wide range of options. You can be highly tailored and work one-to-one with one of their nutrition coaches, or you can leverage their education and support system with the simple app, and that is highly affordable. I would say it is a great time to do it. If you want to get onto Fuel In, simply follow the link in the show notes, or you can head to our website and just apply directly, but ensure that you let them know that you're a part of Purple Patch because that's going to give you some special treats in the door. All right, and that team is a wrap. That is off-season. Terrific stuff. Next week, we're going to shift gears, but I would love to have you join us for the journey. Stop listening to me sitting on the couch or enjoying it as you're sitting in traffic in the car. Why don't you come and train with me instead? It's much more fun and it's good for both of us. 
You're even going to hear me swear a lot. But you know the good news, guys? When I swear as an Englishman, it sounds like poetry. It's really nice. All right, folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for participating in the off-season section. Off to new ventures next week. We'll see you next time. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for joining and thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the new format. You can never miss an episode by simply subscribing. Head to the Purple Patch channel of YouTube and you will find it there and you could subscribe. Of course, I'd like to ask you if you will subscribe. Also, share it with your friends. And it's really helpful if you leave a nice positive review in the comments. Now, any questions that you have, let me know. Feel free to add a comment and I will try my best to respond and support you on your performance journey. And in fact, as we commence this video podcast experience, if you have any feedback at all, as mentioned earlier in the show, we would love your help in helping us to improve. Simply email us at info at purplepatchfitness.com or leave it in the comments of the show at the Purple Patch page and we will get you dialed in. We'd love constructive feedback. We are in a growth mindset, as we like to call it. And so feel free to share with your friends. But as I said, let's build this together. Let's make it something special. It's really fun. We're really trying hard to make it a special experience. And we want to welcome you into the Purple Patch community. With that, I hope you have a great week. Stay healthy, have fun, keep smiling, doing whatever you do. Take care.